Hello and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 101. We are in the 100s now. And um, thank you for joining if this is your first venture into the Songs for the Struggling Artist or sticking with me if you've been here the whole time. So thanks to all of you. Um, what we're going to do here, if you're joining us for the first time, is I'm going to read to you a blog, uh, and then I'll, there's going to be a song at the end. So here is, He Just Came With The Building. An artist has died. He got cancer and some other things, and he died in the prime of his artistic life. I did not know him well, but I knew of some of his struggles, and I knew his artistic skill and promise. He was a composer, an art which is incredibly demanding and does not pay well, except for a very privileged few. And he worked as a pianist for many years at a well-known arts institution. After the artist had worked there for some time, that arts institution finally managed to provide some of its long-term artistic staff some health insurance. This was an important gesture, and I can attest to the fact that it doesn't happen everywhere. I can guess around about when this gesture happened. I was still working as a teaching artist when arts organizations all over the city suddenly started making its long-term artistic staff actual employees. Apparently, they'd come under some scrutiny for getting away with paying all of us as freelancers for so many years. But even in that flush of sudden employment and a sheaf of W-2s where I once had 1099s, no one ever offered me health insurance I could afford. So, this arts institution where the artist worked did something really good. And for a brief while, the artist experienced some actual security. He had health insurance and a bit of regular work. Then, after the artists had gotten used to it, the arts institution decided to withdraw the health insurance from those they'd previously provided it for. They didn't fire those folks. They just took away their health insurance in order to save a little money. It was probably just a line item on a budget to them. The arts institution took away the artist's health insurance, and very soon thereafter, the artist got sick. He'd had health insurance, and then it was gone, and then he got ill. His friends set up a GoFundMe, but health care is expensive, and they did not reach the goal. Maybe even if the artist's GoFundMe campaign had been fully funded, or he'd still had health insurance, he would have died anyway. But also maybe not. I can't help feeling like the arts institution has his blood on their hands. I feel like they killed him. A few months later, the arts institution provided a free space for the artist's memorial performance. The titular head of the arts institution took to the stage to welcome everyone to his building. He made a speech about the dearly departed artist and said he didn't know dates or anything, but he'd known the artist for ages. He said he just came with the building. He'd just always been there. And I'd already been wishing I had a pile of rotten tomatoes to throw at this guy who was getting all kinds of praise for generously donating the space when his organization so egregiously contributed to his healthcare situation. 
But when he said this thing about the artist just coming with the building, I wanted a whole truck of rotten fruits and vegetables to throw at him. An arts institution decides to take away an artist's health insurance. As a result, he dies. And then the arts institution gets to look like a hero for giving up their space for a day. And then he just came with the building? I mean, you couldn't ask one of your assistants to tell you how long he'd worked there. And of course you took his health insurance away. He's just part of the building. Building fixtures don't need health insurance. Of course he's just part of the building. That explains why, despite many years of knowing him, you never once listened to one of his compositions. Parts of buildings don't have their own artistic work. They are just part of the landscape. And this is how artists are often regarded. Not as human beings making art that have needs, just like any other human being, but as part of the atmosphere. We're like the furniture. You use it for a while, and then when you get a new interior designer, you throw it out for the next set. This arts institution head managed to express, in one dumb joke that was clearly meant to be charming, the way so many artists are viewed in institutions. Not as the very reason for the institution, not as vibrant participants in the artistic life of the place, not as contributors, not even as artists, just part of a building. The building just comes with artists whose lives are as inconsequential as the dust that gets swept up on Sunday nights. And so the artist's work will likely be lost to the ages. And the building will stand. And another artist will come to be seen as part of the building eventually. So, yeah, this um, memorial performance concert uh, that I was there for, um, it was so interesting. I, I, I feel like there is probably in my future at some point a play called The Death of the Artist, uh, featuring many of the things that I observed during that, that performance. But um, this was the... the little bit of fury that I had to kind of pack into a little blog bullet. Um, you know, anyway. So it would be sensible and logical, of course, to put one of the artist's songs here on the, on the blogcast. Um, but I, I, I don't think I can. <laughs> um, not because I, I, you know, anyway, I think he's, he, his work is remarkable and um, it is unfortunate that we've lost him. Um, and I'm not the person to perform his work because it is much more complex than I have the skill set for. So, um, yeah, uh, check out William Wade. That's all I have to say. If you are a, a music lover um, of, of many varieties, uh, his skill was remarkable. So check out William Wade. Um, I, I hesitated to tell you his name just because I, I, I don't, I'm trying, I don't want to be like outing the arts institution. Um, although 
maybe I should. I don't know. Anyway, I, just because I don't want to out the arts institution doesn't mean that you shouldn't get the pleasure of listening to the extraordinary William Wade's music. So check it out. Look it up. Um, so instead, what here, what here I'm going to put here at the end of the podcast is um, another song from the Lullaby um, Project, Lullaby CD, Lullaby playlist. I don't know what we're calling it. Collection. Um, This is a song that I wrote for the daughter of a woman I used to work with for at an arts institution, actually. Um, And while I didn't know her terribly well, I did love the name of her daughter. So I went ahead and wrote her a lullaby because um, I just... uh, it's just delightful. So when I learned she was naming her daughter George, I, I knew I had to write her a lullaby. So I did. Um, and uh, apparently she, she liked it quite a lot, so that's great. Uh, anyway, so this is called A Girl Named George. There's a girl named George who has to sleep now If you ask for George, she's fast asleep now If you want to play with George today with George You'll have to wait for George There's a girl named George whose eyes are closing. You'll see little George has started dozing. If you hope to sing with George or swing with George, you'll have to wait for George to Go on sleeping, George Go on sleeping, George There's a girl named George Who's sleeping deeply If you watch her doze She'll make you sleepy If you want to talk with George Or walk with George You'll have to wait for George to wake. Go on sleeping, George. Go on sleeping, George. Go Oh